Hey, this is Chris. Hope you're doing well and welcome to Popcorn Finance, the show where we discuss finance and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. I appreciate you coming back and joining me for the fourth and final episode in our Tiny Living series. This has been a four-part series where each week I've spoken with someone who's chosen an unconventional and tiny space to call their home. We've been traveling across the United States and we started things out in Orlando, Florida by speaking with Matt and Allie Owen about what it was like living in a van. Then we moved up north to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania to learn about RV life with Eric Sirianni. And then we traveled all the way over to the West Coast to Phoenix, Arizona to talk with Gilbert and Cassandra about what it's like to build and own your own tiny home. And now today we're leaving land and we're traveling back across the country to the Atlantic Ocean, specifically Fort Lauderdale on the West Coast of Florida to talk with Michelle Schroeder Gardner from Making Sense of Sense. And she's going to let us know what it's like to live on a boat. But before we do that, I want to say a big thank you to Airbnb for joining us throughout this tiny living series. And if you're looking to make some extra cash and have a spare bedroom or even an entire vacation home that you're not really getting a lot of use out of, why not consider hosting it on Airbnb? By hosting on Airbnb, you can earn money to help boost your emergency savings or your retirement savings or even put aside some money for a fun family vacation. It's really up to you because you know what? It's your home, your rules. You can host whenever you feel like it. And Airbnb offers a host guarantee that helps protect your property in the unlikely event that something goes wrong. So head on over to popcornfinance.com slash Airbnb to start hosting and you'll receive a $100 cash bonus if you generate $500 in booking value by May 31st. So again, that's popcornfinance.com slash Airbnb to learn more and get started. All right, so I hope you're ready to leave land and travel with me to Fort Lauderdale, Florida for my conversation with Michelle Schroeder Gardner. We were talking before this all got started, and I was kind of just asking you a little bit about, you know, your experiences. You, you've mentioned that you actually have lived in all of the living spaces that I've talked about so far on this series. So a, a tiny home, a van, an RV, and a boat, which yep. I was not expecting that. <laughs> yeah, um, we actually used to do some Jeep travel, too, uh, pretty extensively, me and my husband and our two dogs. So we've done a little bit of everything. That's amazing. So are you just really interested in living in spaces that are just not a traditional home? <laughs> Uh, so we used to own a house. Uh, we bought it in 2000, I think it was 2009. We ended up putting it on the market back in 2014. And yeah, I guess so. Living in a house, living in everything else has been a lot of fun. It's all definitely been a different adventure. So I know on, on your blog, uh, making sense of sense, you talk a lot about your financial journey and even, you know, your different living spaces that you've been in. Has this all been just part of your financial journey, choosing these different spaces or just, just, just what you do? You just enjoy it. Just what I do. It definitely has nothing to do with money. <laughs> okay. And I always like that because, you know, people choose these different living spaces for all different reasons. I always love hearing why people, you know, choose to do these these different things. And what I've been getting a lot from people who've been checking out this series and the question they've been asking me is just like, why? What is the motivation? Like, what is it that pushed you specifically? We'll just focus on the boat since you, you have great experience on all these other places, but uh, specifically for living on a boat, what pushed you to do that? Yeah. So um, we used to live in an RV for about three and a half years, van RV. We had uh, three RVs actually. And we did that just because we really love to travel to like pull up our RV in different spots and hike right from the RV or go mountain biking and stuff like that. And the same thing kind of applies to the boat. We just wanted a new adventure. We wanted to learn a new skill, which is sailing, bring our boat or home to new places, new countries, and just like new areas of the world and explore it from our home. Yeah. Cause it definitely feels like being on a boat frees you up to go to some places that you couldn't uh, necessarily drive to. Right. Yeah. I mean, you could definitely bring your RV around the world. And I hear that a lot like, Oh, well you can't RV around the world. You can definitely bring it like all around the 
the Americas, Europe, Africa, Asia, and stuff like that. But with a boat, it's like much more sustainable. I mean, with a sailboat, at least you could sail across the ocean instead. So, I mean, and then sailing is just a lot of fun as well. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. So there are people who actually take their RV, you know, I guess across the ocean to visit a new continent. Yep, definitely. Huh, I didn't. I, well, I guess that makes sense. I didn't even think about that as an option. <laughs> You'll have to find someone to interview for that now. (laughs) You've added new episodes of the series, so. Yes. (laughs) What are some of the, you know, challenges that you've experienced, like being on a boat? Like, what is that like? Because, I mean, it feels like that would be much different than any of the other living situations you've been in. Yeah, there's definitely a lot more challenges. Uh, Sailing in itself is definitely a very difficult, never-ending learning process. And then just having to deal with like the weather, the fact that the weather impacts pretty much everything that you do from sailing, boating, docking, fixing things. And then it just things on boats break a lot more than they do in an RV as well. And when we lived in the RV, we definitely thought everything was broken. But (laughs) think back about that. And I laugh because everything was not broken (laughs) compared to now. So actually, I didn't even ask, where are you uh, Where are you situated at right now, since you can really be anywhere? Yeah, so we actually just sailed back from the Bahamas about 10 days ago, and we spent a few months there and a few months in the Keys, and we're currently in Fort Lauderdale just getting a bunch of warranty stuff done on the boat because it's coming up on one year since when we bought it. So we're just working on attacking our list for about the next two, two and a half weeks. Oh, okay. And so d- did you two have any experience with boats before you, you hopped into you know living on this one? Uh, my husband did. I had... Uh, uh, like a 10-day sailing charter, and that was it. Okay. So what is that? So I'm not familiar with that. What does that mean? We rented a sailboat in the British Virgin Islands, and we sailed around all the islands over there. So, I mean, it wasn't like living on a boat. I mean, we were living on the sailboat for 10 days, but, I mean, you're not, like, fixing things. And they say living on a boat's just fixing things in exotic places. So... <laughs> <laughs> So it was just enjoying the boat and sailing to different island trips. So it was a lot of fun. Uh, this sounds like that would be fun. <laughs> did living in these other spaces, so like an RV, a van, uh, a tiny home, did those kind of prepare you for living on a boat? Did that make it a little bit easier, the transition? Yeah, definitely. A lot of the systems are very similar, like electronics, solar, stuff like that. So, I mean, in living in a tiny space, of course, as well. Definitely all that definitely trains you to live on a boat. If you don't mind me asking, like, what type of boat is it that you two are uh, sailing around on? We have a 2018 Lagoon 42. It's a sailing catamaran. As I asked that question, I realized I'm probably going to have no idea what the, what, what the type <laughs> of boat this is once you say it out loud. So, I mean, could you uh, could you kind of like describe it? Like, what, what would that look like, I guess, if someone were to walk, walk um, up to it? So we're 42 feet long, 25 feet wide. I would definitely just have to give you some pictures. It's just a big catamaran we definitely have big sails we're 68 feet tall just think of like a big sailboat with two holes uh, okay so that means there's like two separate compartments you can go down into yes yep one side is like the guest side and the other side's like our side uh, okay so on your side is that like a fully functional side like is everything you need on that one side of the boat so when you walk onto the boat like the out there's like a aft cockpit and that's like the outside seating area the helm station stuff like that and when you go inside right when you walk inside there's the kitchen like dining room table tv stuff like that and then when you walk down to our side that's like our they call it the owner's side and so there would be our bed like our clothing dresser stuff uh washer dryer and then our bathroom and then if you go on to the other side that would be two guest rooms and two guest bathrooms wow so this is this is like a pretty good size then i mean it's all very small mm. but yeah there's a lot of stuff on it so it's all just kind of crammed in there oh okay good. <laughs> <laughs> no but that, that's really cool so do you, do you get opportunity to have guests with you often yeah, we've actually had a lot of guests. Right after we bought our boat, we pretty much 
had a guest like once a week for like a whole two months. We probably have had guests once a month since we bought the boat 12 months ago. So yeah, we've had a lot of guests. For you, for you and your husband and even your guests that you've been on this boat, you know, traveling around, what has been, I guess, like your favorite experience or favorite thing about living on the boat? Definitely the traveling part of it. Like last, so in March, we explored so many different islands in the Bahamas and it was so much fun. Definitely being able to like snorkel, see the clear water, see all the wildlife. Like from our boat last month, we saw like sharks, sea turtles, stingrays, all kinds of fish. And yeah, it's definitely dolphins. It's all super amazing. Where has been your favorite like destination that you've taken the boat to so far? I would say the Exumas. Uh, we explored the northern Exumas for about a week, but then we had to carry on after that. We went to Luthra. Um, so definitely just the Bahamas. I really love the Bahamas. This life you chose of living on a boat, is this something that I guess you could see a lot of people picking up as a lifestyle or you think it's maybe just unique to you and your circumstances or, you know, how, how difficult would it be for someone to choose this lifestyle? Um, so they say if you want to live on a sailboat, you should actually like to sail. So, I mean, that's kind of different from RVing. Like you don't really have to like driving in order to RV. Mm-hmm. And I met tons of RVers who hated driving. No big deal. But with sailing, I definitely recommend liking sailing because there's so much that goes into it. Oh, okay. Because I mean, that that is your life now. You have to make sure that you know what you're doing, right? And you're constantly yeah, kind of maintaining exactly. it. So what would you suggest someone, which is like some route that you would use or maybe some steps to kind of prepare yourself if you were thinking about doing this like should you get a smaller boat and try it out for a while or should this be like something you do on the weekends like i mean what would someone want to do or i guess what would the step someone would take if they wanted to maybe give this a try yeah so i definitely think it depends on the person um they could take a course there's tons of different sailing courses out there there's courses for women there's courses for couples there's courses for just people who are wanting to learn by themselves so you could take a course to learn all about sailing or even living on a boat or you could buy a small boat and learn how to sail on your own boat or you could find a friend who has a boat and learn how to sail on their boat do a charter trip like i did and charter a boat there's definitely tons of different options we've also met several people just like us who kind of just bought a big boat and learned on it so i mean (laughs) really just depends on what you want to do Gotcha. Okay. Those are some great options. Appreciate you taking some time sharing, you know, what it's like to actually live on a boat and some of your experiences. And uh, definitely, I would love to share some pictures of, of your boat and your travels. I've, I've been following you on Instagram and I think it's really cool <laughs> seeing the places you've been. And uh, it just it, it looks really beautiful <laughs> just being out there. Yeah. So, yeah, we really love it. What would be the, the best place for people to kind of follow along what you have going on and just kind of keep up with you or maybe even just send you a message if they want to know more? Yeah, definitely. So I talk about sailing and living on a boat and stuff on my my blog, makingsenseofsense.com. So that would be a great place to start. And then also my Instagram, instagram.com slash Michelle Schro. I talk about just travel probably 99% of the time. So, I mean, it's definitely all sailing pictures on there. Okay, definitely. I'll put a link to, to all those places in the show notes. So that way they can go check you out and uh, and kind of follow along with your travels. Because I'm living through you because I'll be at work at my desk. And I'm like, oh, this is, this is <laughs> nice. I kind of wish I was here than, uh, than working on an Excel <laughs> spreadsheet. So, <laughs> yeah, I definitely make sure other people can, uh, can join me in following your journey. Yeah, thank you. Well, thank you, Michelle. I really appreciate your time. And um, yeah, definitely hope you have, a, I guess, safe repairs on your boat and then you get a chance to uh, to get back out on the ocean. And where's your next destination after uh, you, you're done with everything you need to do there? We're hoping to go to the East Coast, the Chesapeake for hurricane season. Oh, nice. So is it going north kind of avoid some of the uh, the chaos of the uh, of the South hurricane season? Um, It's just kind of what insurance wants, boat insurance. You kind of catch a deal in insurance if you go north. So I don't know. It seems like it'd be a lot of fun, too. Oh, nice. Well, hope you two have a, a fun and safe trip up there. 
Thanks again to Airbnb for being a part of our tiny living series. If you're looking for a way to earn some extra money to either boost your savings or pay down some debt, then consider hosting on Airbnb. You can host when you want, how you want, one bedroom or your entire place. It's all up to you. And if you head on over to popcornfinance.com slash Airbnb and start hosting, you'll receive a $100 cash bonus if you generate $500 in booking value by May 31st. So make sure you head on over to popcornfinance.com slash Airbnb to learn more. Thanks again for traveling with me to our last destination in this tiny living series. This has really been a lot of fun. And remember, you can always go to popcornfinance.com slash tiny living to see pictures of all the homes we visited over the course of the past four weeks. And that includes pictures of Michelle's beautiful boat. She sent over some images and it's even nicer than I imagined because this is one of the homes I didn't get a chance to check out in person. And, I, you know, I could only just go based off of her description. But when she sent the, the pictures of the boat over, I was like, I think I might be able to do this. I didn't I didn't know if boat life would be for me. But looking at these pictures, it's making me consider. Not that I have a boat, but it's making me want one. So definitely head on over to popcornfinance.com slash tiny living to check out those pictures and to check out, you know, everything else that we've covered over these past four weeks. And also, I'd love to hear from you. So, you know, you've heard me talk about all these different unique homes and spaces that people uh, decided to live in. I'd love to know which one of these spaces could you actually see yourself in? Could you see yourself in a van, an RV? a tiny home, a, a, a boat, or you're just like, no, I'm just going to stick with where I currently live, you know? And it's a great thing. This is, you don't have to pick any of these spaces if that's not for you, but I'd love to know if you had to choose one, which one would you go with? So a great way to send me your answer is to join me over on Instagram. That's where I spend a lot of my time these days and have a lot of fun conversation with, uh, with a lot of you there. So if you want to join in, just look for Popcorn Finance Podcast on Instagram, and I'd love to hear from you. And if that's not your thing, you're like, yeah, I don't really do Instagram. I'm also on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for Popcorn Finance or you just send me an email to questions at popcornfinance.com. I'd love to hear from you. And I want to give one big final thank you to Airbnb for being a part of this series. Remember, check out popcornfinance.com slash Airbnb if you're interested in hosting uh, your room or your entire place. So yeah, I definitely appreciate when you check out the sponsors that I bring on the show. I appreciate your support and I know that they do as well. Big thank you to all of you for joining me here for another bag of popcorn and for all the popcorn that we've been popping all throughout this series. I hope you all have an amazing rest of your week and I'll talk to you soon. Your boy keep it popping like Mary Poppins.